0: Hi, my name is John Garfield. It is July 1st, um, 2019. We're talking about 10,000 instructors. We're in a season where God's people understand that His will can be found in the desires of their hearts. And that's how we define a king, someone who's connected with um, his or her own heart's desires. So traditionally doing God's business has always been presumed to be sacrificing my will, picking up uh, the cross of his will, laying down my life, dying to self, surrendering, emptying. Um, That mentality presumes an evil heart and sets us up for a lifetime of struggle that really drains our spiritual vitality. The kingdom of God is within you, and you can tell the difference between a heart's desire that maps into what God's heart, what's in God's heart, and when it doesn't, it's not that hard. Uh, and we're created in God's image with specific uh, unique gifts and talents for a specific assignment in the kingdom. And we're already wired for our destiny. You know, A lot of things have been orchestrated throughout our history um, to work. So when we connect with what God has written in our hearts, we find a natural synergism with Jesus' kingdom, and we enter a new realm of fellowship with our Father and it's really exciting. Servants try to motivate, discipline, and hold themselves accountable to operate outside their hearts. We may start there as babes in Christ, but real maturity is finding the Father's heart overlapping with our own heart's desires. It's fun, it causes us to feel alive, and we can grow from glory uh, to glory for the rest of our lives in in greater levels of fruitfulness. So dreams do come true. When we ask people to describe the desires of their heart, um, with this concept in mind, we often get a sort of a mental answer on the first try (laughs) instead of really what's in the person's heart that God wrote there. It's easy to discern the difference between heart and head, and after experiencing a few examples of uh, right answers and wrong answers, after you hear yourself say them, anybody can pick up the difference. (laughs) It's not that hard. So uh, let's talk about uh, preaching. 1% of us are really called to be preachers in a pulpit with a church, praise God for those people. Uh, The rest of us are not really called there. Uh, So about half the time when we ask people what God is saying or saying to them, what comes out is a sort of a mental prophetic version of what they think God is saying to other people. Or, Or in other words, it starts to sound a little preachy. And this tendency to link our identity with preaching or exhorting others is the pulpit model, but it isn't healthy to lecture in a relational context. So it sounds out of place in contrast with the pure voice of God in places like the council or courts. So a preaching identity um, can be rooted in a wounding uh, of our dream being deferred. We trade away the disappointment of our own vision to participate in someone else's vision. Uh, Matthew eleven nineteen says, wisdom is known by her children. Preaching to others is really trying to adopt the children of another person's vision. The Lord spoke to me a few days ago and said it this way, John, stop trying to give birth to other people's children. <laughs> You're not barren. You can have your own kids. And, and by that, I mean dreams. I have four kids, by the way, and pretty soon I'm gonna have seven grandkids, just as a postscript. <laughs> so as a teenager, I would help my dad check cows at night during the calving season, and occasionally a cow would have a calf, and another cow, who was also ready to be a mama herself, would watch the process, and she would lick that newborn calf off and treat it like it was her own. And uh, it wasn't always easy to figure out what kids born to what moms when a half a dozen calves were born the night before, and seven cows were mothering six calves in the morning, <laughs> and so that phenomena happens <clears throat> in the spirit. You can see people try to, you know, get outside their metron and adopt someone else's vision. Um, so there's another uh, aspect of this phenomenon. I, I call it the quick fix. Another incentive, uh, incentive for preaching identity is instant gratification. Dreams take years to live or die, and they leave a legacy when they succeed, or they leave deep wounds in our hearts once they fail. (laughs) And helping someone else prophetically feels like a home run, and it offers an immediate victory. And compared to the work and perseverance of making a dream come true, handing out revelations to other people feels like microwave Christianity, and it has an addictive component. So my dream is in the toilet, but I will use my prophetic voice my wise counsel and my miraculous powers to help others do immediately what I failed at over decades. It's mostly an attempt to redeem the pain in my own heart, and it mostly doesn't work. And uh, here's why. Ben Franklin said it best. Tell me something and I'll forget. Teach me, and I might remember, but if you involve me, I will learn. And that's the secret Of being a father instead of one of ten thousand instructors. There's an open door in the Spirit for apostolic fathering and it's premised on two things. One is work, persevering work, hard work, work. (laughs) Two is working on the right thing (laughs) and people are not mentored when we helicopter in with a prophetic word or a new exhortation or even an online course it takes a relationship and it lasts longer than a sermon wisdom is patient she waits for people to grow and develop and she waits for the right timing so um, we teach number one we teach from our example our fruit our work our tenacity our results we teach from what we do ourselves and number two we all learn by doing we and that doing is connecting with what the what God wrote in our hearts, and um, and just doing it. So I'm a father when I connect you with what's in your heart, but I'm a preacher when I connect you with what's in my heart. Uh, we can and should preach and teach people um, the revelation of of um, evangelical character, and we should teach and preach. People, uh, the practice of miraculous charismatic gifts, but neither leadership nor anointing nor charisma are ever ends in themselves. It's just, they're just tools. It's it's part of the pathway. But kingdom starts when hearts connect with works that produce value and eventually wealth, when we're out there doing something. Um, But but people do respond to the marketing gimmick of wealth creation and free time to do what they want i mean you can sell that to people and that you can see it on the internet all the time how to kind of get rich quick but money uh but their the real longing of their hearts is for kingdom purpose not just a scheme and the longing of our hearts is also Uh, the works that create value for other people, the results. And fathers show us how instead of just teaching us what. Our hearts learn when we are participants instead of spectators. And the experience of kingdom is much more caught from the deeds of fathers than taught by words alone. Uh, Wisdom is patient, persevering, creative, hardworking, enthusiastic, and fruitful. And we are too. So 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. James 2.18 said, if someone that will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. Uh, Saint Francis of Assisi said that uh, we should preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. I like that quote. <laughs> In 1 Corinthians 4.15, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have very many fathers. And that's true. And the need is for fathers who have patience and can show us how. Um, I want to suggest that uh, we've had something really amazing happen. We've got two online courses. Uh, One is called The Heart Plan. It's at uh, www.onlineheartplan.com. We got through that one. And the second one is on seers and doers and we're right now halfway through that one those have done so much to develop a tribe of people and activate them in their their real calling it's it's been an amazing experience so if you uh, are interested take a look at onlineheartplan.com and uh, realize that in uh, about september 6 we'll start the next class You can register for that right now. Uh, There are some free videos if you want to take some time and learn more about it. You're also welcome to contact me personally. God bless. Have a great week. Be a father. In Jesus' name, Lord, we're asking that you would just raise up fathers. Father, for people whose dreams have been crushed, whose voices have been silenced, Father, we're opening doors in the Spirit to shepherd the next generation in Jesus' name, to connect hearts with what you wrote there. Thank you, Father, for your precious people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.